live from Fort Bragg's backyard. This is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. especially those that are 
so about dragging this out. Oh, there's been 190,000 deaths and 200,000 deaths. You're getting that from the CDC, which also, which they like to leave this part out, also said that only 6% of that less than 1%, that 190,000, 200,000, was just COVID. The rest of them were all, they had underlying health issues, and that's what they died from. They just had COVID. Um, so you take that number now down to 11 or 12,000, that would be your 6%. And so why are we doing this? And I, I sit there watching football, the Thursday night game, and I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused why there's 22 grown men on the field <laughs> sweating on each other, touching each other ultimately spitting on each other. I was like, ew, you don't think spit comes out your mouth when you push or get wind knocked out of you or anything else? Like, I'm not saying they intentionally spitting on each other, which I know some do, but all that going on, and yet the coaches are required to wear masks on the sideline, and actually the NFL is tightening up their belt on that because some of the coaches weren't following protocol the whole time. What's the point of wearing masks when you've got 22 grown men on the football field touching each other, sweating on each other, breathing on each other? Like, I don't understand how people pick and choose, those in charge pick and choose what's allowed and what's not allowed. Well, we're not going to vote at the polls, but you can go to Walmart. You, you can go protest, but you can't go to church. You can play football on the football field, but you've got to wear a mask on the sideline. And that, how how do we – that's like being at Kings Island and, and just watching and, and seeing what has to be done in different rides, different rules, um, and just some of it don't make sense. But anyway, we ain't got a lot of time to jump into that because we do got Izzo this week. Uh, or the, tonight, um, he will be joining us at 8.30 to get us caught up on uh, the NHL and uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. I got my picks to do, um, 10 and 6, not how I necessarily wanted to start off my season. Um, we all know that I, I try to try to run about a 75%, uh, yeah, 75% win percentage. Um, not not how this week rolled with the uh, ten to six record, a sixty two and a half percent. So at least I'm on the winning side, but I'm well aware if I'm able to have seventy five percent winning, seventy five percent winning percentage or better throughout the whole season. Usually that means I've won a football pool or two, and that's that's always good. That's always some good money there. So uh, we're gonna jump into this week's. Um, game one, right out the gate, the Battle of Ohio, the the, the two games that Ohio is allowed to have fans. Um, you're looking at about 6,000 max fans. They're breaking it up 1,500 in each each side, uh, all four sides of the football field. So we're going to see how this test trial goes. We're also going to see the Cleveland Browns put something together. We're going to get a little fool's gold this weekend because it is just the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we're going to watch the Browns come out at home and play some football. And they're going to look good. And you're going to have a lot of Browns fans, to include myself, kind of fall in love with what we're going to see this weekend and kind of fantasize 
and get our hopes up um, that the, the, that will continue on. Um, that'll continue on into week three, and reality will be that that will happen. Um, as the uh, Cleveland Browns at this point, I think we're always going to be the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think it might be a time be time after we what we watched witness last year, what we have already witnessed in week one, that there be serious talk about Case Keenum getting the, the nod here at the quarterback position. I Cleveland's got a small gap, a small window. The, they're they're kind of like the LA Rams where you have all this talent on one team, but you're only going to have it for a short stint here. You're you're only going to have Chubbs under his rookie contract. You're only going to have Kareem Hunt under this two-year contract. You're only going to be able to hold Odell Beckham there and have his attention and Landry for a a short period of time. And it needs to be – it can be longer if you can put winning seasons together, playoffs, and Super Bowl. But I don't see that being the case unless they get things turned around real quick. And so – Another outing like we saw week one, there, there's a good chance that the, the whispers become a little louder and whether or not it's, it's time to give uh, May, Baker Mayfield some more time to uh, develop his skills or continue on having the starting quarterback. But week two, I am going to take the, the Cleveland Browns over the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in Cleveland um, with the fans. That, that should be interesting to see. Game two, the New York Giants um, versus the Chicago Bears. Um, Giants coming off a loss. Bears um, coming off a win. Uh, A a drop pass by Detroit. The game, if it had been caught versus dropped, we would be talking about two teams that couldn't win. Um, But instead... For the Bears' fortune and the Detroit Lions' misfortune, they're just kind of how it goes in Detroit, just like how it goes in Cleveland. Um, here we are with a Bears team with an opportunity to go up 2-0 at home this season against the Giants. I don't see the Bears taking advantage of the situation. You went out and spent this money on Nick Foles, but you're sticking with Mitch Trubisky that couldn't even beat Detroit. Detroit beats themselves. This is not Detroit. Giants is a better football team. Um, the Giants got a lot of potential there, and I see them going into um, Chicago into Soldier Field and uh, beating the Bears. Next game on the list is the Rams and the Eagles. Um, I should have known better than to pick the Eagles last week. Um, I mean, it looked good. Who, who expected Washington to come back out of that hole? Um, and then the L.A. Rams. Um, both these teams are so hit in this. It's one week. Well, that's 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 the reason why they drafted Carl Wentz. That's the reason why they they drafted Jeff Goff. This is this is uh, Jared Goff. This is why. And then you got the other weeks like. When are they ever going to be done with wins? 
And so the, both both of these teams are such a such a toss up back and forth. I think at home, I think Philly takes down the Rams. They they get themselves back on track. Um, trying to stay pace with uh, the Washington Redskins, not allowing um, things to get out of hand early with this season being wacky and everything else. Falcons clock. Uh, the Falcons travel to Dallas. I don't know. I kept wanting to say Cleveland. Um, against Cowboys team that uh, just couldn't put it all together. Um, I, I don't want to take a lot out of week one. Um, I mean, there there are some things to take out of, but I, I don't want to be all in on week one. You're, you're talking about no preseason. You're, you're you're talking about teams not visiting each other and, and doing OTAs and then scrimmages and everything else that these players are used to. And, you know, they, honestly, they didn't even know if they were going to have a season and how the season was going to go and everything else. And so there's a lot of things that have to be adjusted, worked out, and everything else for – all these teams, I, I don't want to get super swept up into what I've seen. Um, you know, we, we, we take some notes from these games, but I, I don't want to be all in on what I've seen week one. Cause it's the first time these players have been on the field. Um, I'm going to take Dallas at home. I'm probably going to regret this. Um, I just – Falcons are hard to bet on. And the, 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 they're, they're a team that, that start off the season and, and can't win for nothing and then run strong in the second half. And they're a team that can come out swinging and then winded by the second half of the season. And hell, even the Super Bowl, they can come out swinging in the first half and the second half not show up. Um, Atlanta's really hard to, to predict. Um, and, and now you got Matt Ryan getting up in the age. you got Julio um, Jones. Uh, Julio Jones getting up there in age, and it's just not the same Atlanta team that was young and we expected so much more of. Um, Panthers traveled to Tampa Bay. I, I think things turn around for Tampa Bay. I, you know, you you were still adding pieces late. You you were adding running backs late. You were adding pieces. Um, I'm I've always been a full a full believer that in New England it was the system. It was Tom Brady and the Bill Belichick system. We we watched other quarterbacks step in there, Jimmy G, Matt Castle, and they look good. A lot of Tom Brady's success has to do with that system. And I, I at this point I wonder how much has he kicked his butt for. Um but I, I, I think this Panther team still finding itself since Cam Newton's there, not there anymore. And they're, they're still trying to put some key pieces around um, that quarterback to, to make it a, a more explosive. And, and so I think traveling into, into Tampa Bay with the, with the team that has the veteran pieces that they have, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 49ers at the New York Jets. Jets are one of those teams, no matter what, I do not pick. They are the, one of the most dysfunctional organizations in the entire NFL. And uh, uh, 49ers uh, lost um, last week in, in a close game with Arizona. Um, I don't think the 49ers lose too many more games this season. 
Um, I, I just one of those week ones. Let's let's get let's knock the rust off. Let's we'll shake things off. See, what we got what we need to work on, and let's get ready for the rest of the season. Uh, unfortunately, they played against Arizona, a team that you know was at their level or close to their level. So it wasn't a, a false reading. It wasn't like you played the Jets week one and win, and oh wow, we look good, we're invincible. No, you, you got to play a tough opponent. You got an idea of where you're at, what needs to be fixed, and now you get an opportunity to make those changes. The Jets kind of be, you know, uh, the, the final working everything out to, and making sure you got what you you needed set to, to make room for us this season. Uh, 49ers, of course, against the Jets. Um, next on the list is the Broncos and Steelers. Steelers are going to be tough, and they're going to be definitely tough at home. And uh, Steelers will be playing with the chip on their shoulder. As going into the season, everybody's talking about Baltimore. Everybody's talking about Cleveland. Nobody's really talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and a lot of people are going to regret not not talking about these Steelers and not really even putting them in the conversation of um, – win in the division or, or even a wild card. And uh, I, I think they uh, make the Denver Broncos pay for it this week at home. I, I think this is going to be a Steeler win, and I don't even think it's really going to be that close of a game. Jacksonville travels into Tennessee. Uh, it was one of the few people who actually got that Jacksonville game right. Uh, but they're playing against Tennessee, a good Tennessee team, a Tennessee team that everybody's expecting to take this division. A Tennessee team is probably going to be the only team that really gives Kansas City a run for the money uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl. I got Tennessee at home um, looking strong and looking for an opportunity to uh, make a late run into the playoff. Um, the Lions, one drop pass away from beating the Chicago Bears against Green Bay, when everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers, and here he throws four touchdowns. Um, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. We should have known. They should have known. We knew anyway that uh, he's going. He's going to make the best of his receivers. Um, there's a few quarterbacks out there that don't need receivers to make them. They make receivers, and Aaron Rodgers is one of those names. Um, Tom Brady in the New England Patriots system was one of those. Uh, Peyton Manning, especially when he went to Denver, a lot of no-name receivers out there. Um, so there's there just certain quarterbacks out there, Drew Brees, especially his younger years when he was throwing all those passes and, and throwing up all those yards, just helping receivers uh, make a name for themselves and just giving them opportunities. Um, I have Green Bay at home. And I don't think it's going to be a, a drop pass, close possession kind of game. I, I think uh, um, the Green Bay Packers got this one very easily. Uh, Buffalo travels into Miami. Um, Buffalo coming off their win. Um, and, of course, Miami not. I'm not surprised. I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo's got a good team. I think Buffalo's looking uh, mighty competitive this year. You know, got Tom Brady in the, the system up there. Um, even though New England was able to put a W on the board, um, it's not the same New England team. This is Buffalo's opportunity to take this division. I think they're going to uh, make a hard, strong run at it. And I got Buffalo over Miami. Minnesota travels into Indianapolis. Um, Vikings, not how they want to start the season off, nor is Indianapolis. Um, but I like um, the Vikings. I like that. Uh, they have a much better team to me. 
a deeper team, uh, a team with uh, a lot more potential, and uh, I, I feel that uh, they will travel in, in, into Indianapolis and make this happen. Um, Washington and uh, the Cardinals, both coming off wins, but the difference is Arizona's win was against one of the two Super Bowl teams, Washington, just beat Philly. Um, Philadelphia, or I'm sorry, uh, Phoenix, I don't know why I just call them Phoenix, but uh, Arizona at home against Washington, yeah, this is this is a no-brainer. I'm going to take Arizona all day long. Um, and Arizona's going to get this uh, season started off and, and, and give uh, Seattle a run as well this year. Um, Ravens at Texans, I am already sick and tired of being sick of tired of being sick of tired of hearing about Jamar Lamar Jackson already. Um, Cleveland was ready. Listen, it was not was not make the case that Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the NFL already on week one playing against my Browns. That's not really much to brag about. Um, Houston in a close game uh, against the uh, Chiefs Thursday night. Come back home. Got a, a, a point to make. They will make it. Um, I have them over the Baltimore Ravens. Next, we got the Chiefs and Chargers. Um, really, at this point, until somebody knocks the Chiefs off, I'm going to be picked in Chiefs. Um, as much as I'm not ready to be part of this bandwagon, to be part of all this going on, I I just can't pick against. It's kind of like I didn't bet against Tom Brady or the Bill Belichick system. I'm not going to bet against the Chiefs, not until somebody can beat them. Because right? we, we've seen... The Chiefs be down by 20-some points, what, twice, 24 nothing. I know against Houston. I can't remember how far they were down from the 49 It seemed like they were in the 20-point range as well. And I believe game one against Tennessee, Tennessee in the playoffs that they played, I think they were down. And, um, until somebody can actually beat them, not just have them down, <laughs> I don't know if I can, if I can pick against the Chiefs. Um, this is going to be weird. This is, I, I've, for years, what we, we nine, nine years strong, getting ready to turn 10 in April. And I've always said I don't bet against or pick against Tom Brady or the Bill Belichick system. Granted, Tom Brady ain't there. Enter Cam Newton gets a week one victory. It's still a Bill Belichick system. but I can't pick them to go into Seattle and beat the Seattle Seahawks. I just can't do it. It's just weird to not pick New England that I'm going to pick Seattle. I got Seattle at home to carry on their uh, undefeated season and uh, make a run uh, against uh, trying to uh, keep the 49ers out of the playoffs. Um, And then Monday night game, Michael Thomas is out for a few weeks. Um, I think it was a high ankle sprain or something to that nature. Um, Raiders coming off a victory, but let's not get all wrapped in. You played against those Carolina Panthers. Um, Saints coming off the win against Tampa Bay, and that's that's another reason why I'm not going to get all wrapped up into Tampa Bay. You're you're playing against a good team, and 
for there's no reason to get all um there's no reason to get all sold on, on Tampa Bay and oh god we've won this miserable you played against the Saints. The Saints team that could have, should have, probably could have been Super Bowl champs. Like Saints a good team. Pretty much the same team. So there's already that chemistry and everything. Against Tampa Bay, they just rebuilt their basically the entire team in the offseason. I got the Saints. Got the Saints traveling to, uh, to, to Las Vegas and uh, beating the, the Raiders. Um, tell you what, I'm very, very excited about uh, the fact that we're going to have some Big Ten football. I think we're uh, expecting uh, week one around the weekend of October 23rd or 24th. I think uh, I saw one report the 17th. Brandy sent me reports of the 23rd or 24th. Uh, whatever Saturday, that would probably be the, the 24th. Um, unless they played a Friday night game, why who knows how they're they're gonna be handling all this. Um, but excited that we're we're gonna have a football season, an eight week schedule. I think they're looking around about December nineteenth for the Big Ten championship. Um not only is it gonna be interesting to see these different conferences have to play within their conference and see these schedules and championship game, but then to kind of determine I mean how do you determine who was the best of the year the, you're not playing each other you're not going to play in a, in a bowl game so it's, not, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how the NCAA handles this and interesting to see how the value of the conference champions you know, in other words the Big Ten championship, the SEC championship the ACC championship it's going to be interesting to see what kind of weight is held on those and determine how um, who who's determined to 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 have been the better at least the better champion out of the champions and how the feelings are at the end of the season. To me, that's almost kind of like you running all the way to the end of the season and then you have a five five way tie for first place and that's just how you end it. Like everybody wants a champion. Nobody wants five people t- basically tie for first. Um, and no way to determine who is the best. And so from the fans' point of view, I, I know at this point everybody's just excited that, that, that we're going to have college or we do have college football. Everybody's excited about the NFL. Everybody's excited that we're, we're starting slowly but surely, which I understand why it's been so slow and why we're still at this point, but that's still a whole other discussion. But we're getting more and more, and, and so people are getting more and more excited. But – when we get about 10 weeks from now and you got Alabama fans in the same room as Ohio State fans inside of the room that have uh, what, uh, Florida State. I know Florida State's already lost this year. <laughs> Florida State lost to Georgia Tech. <laughs> That's just um, – well, let's go to Miami. And, and you have Oklahoma fans. Uh, how – What's your arguments? What's how do you feel? Like I just I just have a f- bad feeling we're going to get to the end of the season, and we're going to be like, okay, now what? 
Like, this is not how this is going to end. Like a bad, bad ending to a great movie. Like you, you've watched this two hour, two and a half hour movie that all of a sudden, two hours and thirty one minutes it just ends. That was it. Like all this climax, all this, and just done. And that's not how we want to be left. And so I, I'm very curious to see how. Um, I'm very curious to see how this is the end of the day when it's over. <laughs> how the fans are going to feel about it, how the players are going to feel about it. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we got Izzo joining us here at 8.30 to get us caught up on the, the latest in the NHL, Daniel the Cup Finals. Um, got to make sure that I thank uh, Carolina Sports Plus and more to music. Um, without these great marketing partners, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. So I want to make sure I thank them. You guys go to www.the110nationsports.com. Um, on the front page, go to the bottom. Or on the articles, go to the right-hand side. Click on their banner. Um, check out Carolina Sports Plus for all your sporting merchandise needs. Um, if you're looking for a DJ, um, if it be wedding, party, whatever the occasion or situation may be, all you do is click on the banner for more to music or go to more, the number two, music.com. Um, let him know the 110 Nation sent you and uh, Craig Moore will take care of you. Uh, don't forget, you guys can follow us on Twitter at the 110 Nation. You can like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Tomorrow night, we got Race Chat Live with Chris and Craig at 8 o'clock. Um, these guys will uh, recap week uh, last week in the, the playoffs for NASCAR. Um, and, and I think the other series might be week one, or they might be in week two at this point. It is so hard to keep up with all this racing going on um, throughout the uh, the week and everything. So it, it seems like every other day there's a race. Uh, that's why they missed last Thursday. Um, the, the truck series race was running. Um, their playoff race, I think it was the first one. Um, and I do apologize on Monday. Uh, we did have a cable, our internet basically went down. The cable that runs to the Wi-Fi and everything went down. Um, I was actually in, in, in the room waiting for everybody to come back. Didn't know it was a, a problem that we actually had to have the tech come out. Um, I ended up passing out before 8 o'clock waiting on everybody to come back to see if they could fix it. And then I get a notification in the morning that uh, asking about it. I said we had nothing, no TV, no internet, no nothing. And uh, so they had somebody come out so later on that day um, to, to check out the internet. So glad we got it back yesterday. We had some PRs, some stuff going on. Uh, take it back Tuesday. So uh, glad all that uh, is done and over. Um, and it worked out because uh, we have uh, Izzo join us tonight anyway versus Monday night. So uh, we were fortunate with uh, how all that played out. But anyway, um, make sure you guys check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com for the latest. We got Izzo in the studio. He's going to get you guys caught up on all the latest going on in the NHL and the Stanley Cup Finals. Izzo, how have you been? And how are the playoffs going? Man, it's it's been uh it's been one crazy ride so far, Jay. We got one team that's already punched their uh their their uh, ticket to the dance, and that would be the Dallas Stars. Um the other night eliminating the Vegas Golden Knights in game five. Uh to to get back to the Stanley Cup final. It's been quite some time since we've seen the Stars um in the finals. Uh, early two thousands, two thousand I think. 
uh, where they lost uh, the cup final to the Devils on a Jason Arnett. I think it was a double overtime uh, goal and everything. So we have one team um, still kind of punched in or already punched in. We got two other teams still going at it right now. We had a doozy of a game last night, Jay, with the double overtime uh, game with the uh, with the Islanders and the uh, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Islanders stave off elimination to take uh, to take Game Five and force a Game Six, which will be on tomorrow night. Uh, I do believe around 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7:30 Eastern Time. I'm not entirely too sure on that time right off the top of my head, but we have Game Six tomorrow, um, and uh, you know it, it's been one heck of a playoff. Uh, you know, we got two teams that were – we got three teams left technically that, you know, um, have made a huge splash. One of them being the Tampa Bay Lightning we knew was going to be tough, um, especially with the depth of their defense and their goaltending. Uh, and then you look at these two other teams. No one thought Dallas would get to their uh, – get to the uh, the Stanley Cup final, and I'm pretty sure, you know, everybody's still in shock and awe of what, you know, uh, uh, Barry Trotz and the uh, Islanders have done so far, Jay. Sounds uh, exciting. I think we knew that it was going to be different this year, and we were going to see some some of the unexpected with this. Um, what what are the teams that have been eliminated? What who surprised you the most? And uh, of the, of those teams, you talk about teams that have surprised us that are still there in doubt. Tampa Bay, who has surprised you the the most, and who has who disappointed you, I guess, the most as well that's been eliminated? Well, I mean, obviously when you look, you know, uh, when you look at teams that have just kind of really impressed me, you know, you got to look at the Islanders. Um, you know, a couple seasons ago they lose their captain um, who goes up to Toronto um, and, you know, joins that, that, that talented Maple Leafs roster. And, you know, that's kind of like the double-edged sword right there because you look, Toronto has just pretty much been a, a disappointment these last couple of years bowing out you know, in the earlier rounds and everything. So, you know, whether that's due to, uh, you know, lack of playoff experience or, um, you know, just poor coaching, you know, it, it could be any one of those. Um, but, you know, looking at Dallas, Dallas made the that made the coaching change, um, I think back in December, uh, later part of December, if I'm not mistaken, um, where they got rid of Jim Montgomery and brought, and brought in bonus. Uh, bonus is, you know, uh, he's got his finger on the pulse right now. These guys are playing really good hockey. And when I look at the Dallas Stars, I think of what the Penguins did a couple seasons ago when they brought in Mike Sullivan, you know, in December to kind of reshuffle the cards, essentially. Um, you look at what Greg Berube did with the Blues, the same thing last year. They did a coaching change, um, you know, after the new year where Mike Yo was replaced by Greg Berube. And look what Greg Berube and the Blues did last year. So, you know, this could be another similar um, situation uh, when it comes uh, to the Dallas Stars and the, uh, you, know, you know, and what they're trying to accomplish here. I mean, they have a stacked roster right now. Jimmy Ben's playing pretty uh, off his, is playing pretty insane right now. Um, Tyler Sagan's always dangerous. Alexander Radulov is pretty dangerous. And the big thing that's really impressed me with the Stars thus far is their defensive play and how, uh, their defense has been uh, contributing to, you know, the, the, the score sheet and everything. So they have a lot of young, talented skaters that can really shoot the puck on the back end. And, you know, Anton Hudobin, who's just been a wall for the Dallas Stars and net, you know, it, it, it faced a lot of good, uh, you know, he's faced a couple good teams in this playoffs. And Vegas really kind of threw it to him, man. And they, they were really trying to uh, 
uh, you know, punch their ticket or punch their ticket. But you know, with the, when it comes to disappointments, I'd have to say Vegas and Toronto right now. Um, even Edmonton, what Edmonton was doing this past year, they were, um, you know, highly sought after as one of the odds-on favorites to get to the final two. So, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of disappointment, but, you know, more, more or less anything, I think there's a lot of teams that are pretty happy with what they got going on, uh, especially with the Islanders uh, and the Stars, Jay. All right. Uh, take a moment away from the playoffs. We, we've had some other things go on in the NHL. As we're ready, not only to complete this season, we can ready for the next season. In other words, we got draft date and free agency uh, signing period dates and everything. Um, when are we when are we looking at the draft, uh, free agency, and what are we expecting? Well, I'm expecting a lot of moves. Um, you know, as as we all know that this has been a funky season when it comes to uh, you know this season in general and everything. Um, you know, when you look at when you look at some of the big uh, when you look at some of the big names that are in free agency right now, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, Brayton Holpe, the goaltending aspect is going to be the biggest uh, splash in free agency. You know, and now that you have Seattle coming in, um, a lot of teams are going to really want to try and lock up their you know their starting goaltenders or who they think is going to be their starting starting goaltenders. But um, the NHL draft. Is going to take place on October 6th. Um, that, that's round one. Rounds two through seven will begin uh, on Wednesday, October 7th. Free agency is going to start October 9th. Um, usually now we're already into free agency. We're damn, we're usually right now, we're damn near, um, you know, in training camp getting ready to start the season, Jay. So everything's being pushed back a little bit, you know. So um, I do believe that, you know, nothing really severe is going to kind of come of this, but I do expect a lot of big names. Uh, uh, to be moved, especially on the goaltender side. Which brings me to a, to a question. So normally we're getting ready for the season and training camp and all that. Is there a discussion on how the next season, when the next season, are they going to compact it? They're going to reduce the games so that we can eventually get back in cycle. Is there any talks on how they're going to proceed forward at this point? You know, that's something I'm kind of digging into now. Um, I'm even trying to dig into where they're going to play the Stanley Cup final at right now. So um, when it comes to the scheduling, I do know that they're looking at a December start. Um, and if they are going to backload the um, – or if they're going to backload the uh, – uh, or frontload the schedules, and, you know, you might you, – you could see teams playing maybe four, five games a week, um, mm. you know, if need be. So I think this is something that uh, a Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly is still trying to – uh, work on right now and once we get you know w- once we get closer to the draft day I think a better picture is going to be uh, painted for them uh, in general so really looking forward to seeing how they're really going to take um, this uh, you know take uh, move forward with this you know because we've seen the NFL um, kind of cancel some uh, uh, some preseason games and everything and uh, you know, you never know how it's just gonna how it's gonna really pan out for somebody, um, you know, when it comes to this right now. So right now, that's what we're kind of paying attention to. At least that's what I'm paying attention to is seeing when um, the actual schedule is released. Because normally we have that schedule uh, in like June or July. So right now, it's you know, it's definitely a, a little complicated right now. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, or come up with ideas and emailing the 
the deputy commissioner on what he should do and everything. So um, it's it's definitely uh, it, it's definitely something interesting to uh, to pay attention to, Jay. Islanders uh, GM um, was recognized for uh, what he's been doing over there. Um, let's jump into uh, GM of the year. Yeah, that's uh, you know we got the award slowly coming out right now, and uh, general manager of the year. Um, you know, which is something, you know, uh, a lot of guys, you know, really kind of overlook, um, you know, in, in my book, really. But Lou Lamorello has been a, a constant namesake uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to being a GM uh, and everything. So uh, when you really look at it and you really kind of uh, and you really kind of break it down into perspective, it's uh, you know, it gets kind of kind of crazy and everything sometimes and everything. So. You know, Lamorello has been around for a very, very, very long time. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been doing this thing for a lot of years. He's brought a lot of, he's brought a lot of, uh, you know, he, he's brought a lot of great names into the NHL and everything. And, uh, you know, he started off with New Jersey and now he's with the Islanders. He's brought a lot of great people uh, into the league. I got you. Have a good one, man. But yeah, so Lamarillo, he's won a couple cups, you know, in New Jersey with the Devils. Um, he's definitely on the verge of trying to do something in, in the uh, in Long Island to bring back some of the old glory days. So, um, <clears throat> you know, he's really building a good team. They're really uh, solid on their draft picks so far this year. Their farm systems are doing good. I think all he's really looking for is just you know, a solid goaltender, really. Um, Thomas Grice and uh, Varlamov, if I, if I remember correctly. You know, I've been doing the damn thing for the Islanders so far. And uh, when you look what he's done in the short amount of time, you know, you, you'd like to see him try and keep uh, – you, you wanted him to try and keep, uh, you know, Tavares on the squad and everything just to really bolster um, – you know, just to really kind of bolster everything for them. But what he's done – um, as a whole, since arriving um, with the Islanders, you know, it, it's been, you know, it, they're starting to re, uh, regain some of their, you know, their old swagger from the 80s and everything, uh, from the days of, you know, Billy Smith, Brian Trottier and company. You know, he, he's really trying to, you know, bring back some of those old glory days, Jay. I see the Wild signed uh, their defensive, uh, defensive men for a seven-year extension. Um, Broden, was that a good move for the Wild, and uh, is this uh, what they needed to do to uh, work on getting back on track? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jay, uh, Broden is a, is a hell of def- uh, a hell of a defenseman. He's, you know, uh, probably one of the few true defensemen um, that are that, that that plays in the league right now. Um, Minnesota, they got a lot of issues that they got to you know, kind of deal with, you know, whether they're going to keep uh, uh, Devin Dubnik in net or they're going to move on. Um, you know, they did just make a trade earlier today where they traded Eric Stahl to the Buffalo Sabres um, where for Marcus Johansson. They're trying to um, sure uh, – they're trying to get a little bit younger, it seems like, uh, on the roster with guys like Ryan Suter and uh, Zach Parise getting up there in their mid-30s now. You know, you just don't know how much longer – you're going to have them or if they're going to be of value to your team. So, you know, Minnesota, I think it's time for them to, to crap or get off the pot, essentially, Jay. Um, 
you know, when it comes to, when it comes to expectations and everything. So um, a lot of questions that still need to be answered uh, in Minnesota, but this is certainly a step in the right direction. Um, Brodeen is, you know, not only just a physical guy, but he can uh, kill some uh, penalty minutes uh, for you as well. Uh, does block some uh, a good amount of shots and everything. He's a good, solid defenseman. Um, you know, a definite, uh, <clears throat> a definite top two pairing uh, in the league. No matter where, if he would have gone anywhere else, he would have definitely been in a top two defensive pairing on, on any team. So, you know, this is just a, a really good positive step for Minnesota. I really like this. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see him kind of free up some some more cap space here you know, and stop really trying to go after guys that are, you know, maybe just now past their prime instead of, you know, uh, drafting and everything. So, you know, if, you, if you're going to win, you, you got to build up the farm system. So um, I think that's one thing that Minnesota that, that, that really needs to be uh, taken care of, Jay. Washington uh, found their new coach. Um, was this a good move uh, on their hire? And uh, what will he bring to uh, Washington? Well, this is an interesting one. I was kind of, I was kind of shocked that Peter Laviolette got this job, but uh, I'm not shocked that he did get it. I was just shocked that he was the one that Washington with, uh, went with because you do have a couple, um, a, a few other still good coaches out there, Mike Babcock and Gerard Gallant. Um, and, you know, these two guys have been uh, – th- these two guys were probably the front runner. Peter Laviolette just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I do like Peter Leviolette. He's a great American-born coach. He's been to the Cup Finals uh, before. Um, he's been a winner no matter where he's been in Philly, Nashville, so on and so forth. So he's going to be a pretty intense guy. I think he's going to match um, what Washington has on their roster. Um, you know, I think he's going to match that intensity and bring some success. Uh, but they have bigger things on their on their thing to worry about with free agency coming up and Brayton Holpe uh, testing free agencies. So the Capitals are kind of pressed up against the cap right now um, with a couple big contracts with Ovechkin, uh, Backstrom, and Oshie coming up. Um, you know, and I think uh, if I remember correctly, Holpe's just over, his cap hit is just over $6 million. I think it's like 6.1 or something like that. Um, you know, he's still fairly young. He's going to get another big contract offer. It's just whether he wants to stay in Washington uh, or go somewhere else. Um, and that's another thing. They have a young kid named Ilya Samsonov right now who played spectacularly for them in net um, when he was uh, – during his, you know, uh, during his starts and everything. So the Capitals, uh, they're set at the head coaching job or at the head coaching position. I like the move. I, I was totally – I was totally surprised by it. I didn't see it coming. He was a name that really wasn't, you know, kind of popping up, you know, at first. But as – things kind of got down to the wire his name popped up more and more jay and now we got Pierre leviolette coaching the washington capitals and what's even really crazy about that is todd reardon um who was fired as a uh, uh, capitals coach was hired um as an assistant in pittsburgh um and this is his second time in pittsburgh so we've got a lot of coaching moves and carousels going on right now and i think once free agency hits jay we're going to see a lot of players being moved around too as well all right, I want to jump back into the playoffs a little bit, then I'm going to let you uh, hit anything else on the playoffs and any other headlines we've missed. But um, we got Dallas already in, and, and they're waiting to determine if they got Tampa Bay or the Islanders. Um, from Dallas's 
point of view, what would be a better opponent for them? And then from a fan or maybe your point of view, what would make for better um, hockey, better hockey to watch? Um, who, who would you want or who should they be playing? Well, when you look at these, when you look at these last three teams, you know what you have in Dallas. You have a core guys that are young on the defensive side that can really skate, shoot the puck, and play defense. Um, their offensive side, you know, they have a lot of a lot of talent. Corey Perry, Radulov, you know, Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, and so on and so forth. There's been uh, uh, there's been so much kind of going on. The, there's been so much going on these last couple of days. Um, with the Dallas Stars, a lot of their young rookies have really kind of stepped up and uh, have really kind of taken it, you know, to their opposing team. So when I look, looking at it, you know, as a, as a good product to kind of give away, either way, um, Tampa or uh, the Islanders wouldn't, is not going to be a bad matchup for what the Stars have. Um, I, think, uh, I, I think I would, as a fan, I would love to see the Isles and the Stars go at it. You know, these are typically two teams that you don't find, you know, as of lately, you know, making deep playoff runs and everything like that. We've seen Tampa Bay, you know, the last couple of seasons or such, um, really kind of struggle and everything when it comes to um, when it comes to stuff like that. So I was really, you know, I, as a hockey fan, I'd love to see the uh, – I would love to see the, uh, uh, the Washington Capitals uh, really take it and everything. So, um, or not the Capitals, but I'd really like to see the Stars take it, and I'd like to see them play um, against the Islanders. Honestly, I think that would be the the matchup that I'd like to see, you know, as a whole in general, Jay. So, um, you know, that's one thing I'm kind of holding out for right now. Any other uh, key things uh, from the, from the playoffs? Uh, was there any other uh, topics that I didn't hit that you uh, that you wanted to jump into tonight? So far, you know, like I said, we've had uh, we've had one trade today. Eric Stahl went to the Sabers for Marcus Johansson. Uh, that that kind of happened today. Um, the goalie situation in Vegas. I'm still going to be uh, kind of paying attention to that. Um, you know, as well, um, you know, and there's a lot of things kind of going on right now. Um, I do know the Montreal Canadiens made a trade a while back uh, with the uh, with the St. Louis Blues, uh, where goalie uh, Jake Allen uh, and a 2022 uh, seventh round pick uh, went to uh, the uh, Canadians for a third round pick and a seventh round pick. So that's just um, you know, uh, Montreal kind of so, uh, shoring up their goaltending situation. Um, when you really look at what uh, Carey Price did, you know, in that uh, play-in situation against Pittsburgh and even in that first round um, against Philly, um, you know, Carey Price was the uh, was the anchor of that, uh, of their success and everything. So um, just kind of been catching up on some trades and stuff here and there. Um, I do expect a few more moves to possibly be made before um, the Stanley Cup Finals. All said and done, um, when I look, I'm just kind of looking ahead. Like I said, we have Game 6 tomorrow um, at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. Um, you know, we got uh, Game 6, like I said. And if need be, um, Game five, or Game 7 is going to be at six, or 7.30 Eastern on Saturday on NBC. 
Um, like I said, that game is to be determined just uh, in case if Tampa uh, Tampa Bay closes out um, uh, closes out uh, 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 the the Islanders. So um, no uh, word yet on when the when game one would be. Um, if there is a game seven on Saturday, I would I would suspect that. Um, we would probably see the game, uh, the Stanley Cup final start up on Monday, um, you know, maybe even possibly Sunday if the um, Isles are ousted by the Tampa Bay Lightning. So um, we've had a lot of great hockey. Um, we're still getting a lot of good hockey, you know. Um, I've been really impressed, um, you know, with, with, but with, by what's going on and everything. Uh, a lot of teams, um, you know, really kind of, uh, really kind of took this time to play smart, play safe and everything. Um, I do know that the last reports of the COVID testing, they had no players that had tested positive. And I think it was, it consisted over 1400 tests um, that are given daily to not only the team, but the, uh, the, the, the travel people, the people that travel with the team and everything. So um, they're doing a great job at keeping all this, um, you know, contained and safe and everybody's, you know, sound and secure and everything. So, um, you know, just the only other things I'm really kind of looking forward to is seeing how they're going to play out this uh, Stanley Cup final. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really know um, what they really have on tap right now. It would be kind of um, interesting, you know, if Tampa Bay does get it, would you just let them fly south and then just go back and forth because it's really not far between Tampa and Dallas. So um, who knows what's going to happen on that forefront uh, and everything, but you know, like I said, I'm going to be uh, grabbing my favorite beverage. I'm going to be popping some corn, and I'm, I'm going to be watching Game Six tomorrow. And I'm going to be rooting for the Islanders for our buddy Mike, our dearly do, uh, beloved Mike. Man, I, I hope they do this for you, man. I, that would be one hell of a way to send off a year for you, man. I, I wish you could be here to see it. And that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, Jam. Be rooting for the Islanders and Barry Trotz and company. And I'm just going to be taking in some more good playoff hockey. It's always that's always a good thing. Um, I'm gonna try to make a point to uh, tune in and uh, be able to chat with you tomorrow. I'm um, looking forward to having you back uh, next week and talk about uh, who we actually have in the finals and get ready for uh, this draft and uh, free agency. You enjoy Game Six. Hopefully, maybe even a Game Seven, and uh, we'll, we'll do this again Monday night. Hey, always a blast! And uh, next week, guys, we're gonna be kind of covering some of the uh, award winners for the season and everything. Uh, so pay it, uh, tune into that. Um, I am planning on getting something up on the website now that I got my computer finally fixed. Um, so hopefully we can get something written and then, uh, posted up there for you real soon as well. Going to try and get some draft stuff going in, uh, and some other free agency thoughts of mine that, uh, that are, that, that I have on my mind and would like to share with all you puckheads. So till next Monday, uh, we'll talk to you guys. Same bat time, same bat channel. Talk to you later, Isa. That was Izzo, our NHL experts. Glad to have him on here. Glad to get caught up. Glad to get ready for game six of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, we got Race Chat Live with Craig and Chris as they get you guys um, caught up on everything in the NASCAR. Round one of the playoffs, Bubba Wallace not going to uh, resign with the 43 team. Suarez is out. Um, there, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of uh, things swirling around. So we're going to get the latest. Of course, Taz will be joining the show, give his thoughts and opinions as well. 
Um, that's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, um, especially all those that uh, have uh, been catching us over the iHeartRadio. Of course, we got uh, accepted about three or four weeks ago. Um, it's been a long process, but uh, glad to have you guys uh, tuning in, listening to our show. Uh, make sure you guys follow us either on Block Talk Radio or Spreaker. Um, those are uh, the two platforms that uh, help us continue to grow and be able to get on other platforms. But uh, however you catch the show, I want to make sure that I thank you and give us a like on Facebook, the One Ten Nation Sports. Uh, make sure you check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest. i got to thank Carolina Sports Plus and More to Music. Without these great marketing partners, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. Um, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Race Chat Live with Craig and Chris. I will be back in the studio next Monday night, 8 o'clock, recap uh, week two of the NFL, all the latest going on in college ball. And, uh, oh, yeah, I guess there is some NBA going on. (laughs) How about those Clippers? (laughs) Till next time. Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation, so be sure to visit the110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110Nation and on Facebook at 110Nation Sports. Until next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash BoostByTaxDay to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.